Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello everyone, hello everyone's fans, and welcome to episode 54 of Bruins Feet, brought to you by CLNS Radio. I'm Mike, joined by Jason and Joe, as always. And before we start the show, I want to say this show is sponsored by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Uh, Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone, and trust me, it has. I've never been a good cook until Blue Apron has helped me out and cooked tremendously. Gives you instructions. It gives you all the ingredients. It's been absolutely great. It's affordable. Gives you variety, flexible, and easy. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash bruinsbeat. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash bruinsbeat. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. And guys, where to start again? Because this Bruins team absolutely sucks. And All right. <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> I mean, Joe, is, am I lying though? It's they're they're backed up under five hundred at home. They're eight and nine. They're eight and nine at home. They have four losses to the likes of the Islanders, the Maple Leafs, the Avalanche, and the Calgary Flames. All on home ice. They they don't seem to get up for these games. They play down to their competition, as you said. Why, why, why does this team keep doing it? It's the same thing every week. We talked about it last week with the Avalanche and the Leafs about how you know it's, it should have been a good week. How they you know they come back against Washington, they beat Montreal, yet they give away points there. They give away points last night. I mean, just these teams that they're they're losing to are not very good, and it's frustrating because the Bruins just. Oh, that's what I feel like. Just I just want to rip my hair out watching this team play. Sounds like you need to eat some brand. Um, because you, you have something going on there in the digestive tract, Mike. A lot of, ah, oh, indeed. <laughs> Sorry, man. I, because that's I get what a little punch drunk talking about like. I get a little punch drunk talking about this crap bag team. Um, well, I mean, uh, you know, like I said, my night, this is how my week's gone. I, you know, I've been sick. I, you know, uh, I put my son to bed, come downstairs, watch the Bruins, put the game on. And what do we, and I said early in the night on my Facebook page, do not play down the competition. And they do. Exactly that. But that's on Claude. That's totally on Claude. Oh, yeah. The coaching thing. We saw that article. Uh, you know, he's like, my team isn't ready. That's your job, bro. That's your job to get the team ready. Last time I checked. So, um, and then my son, after decided to have uh, projectile vomit uh, that went about 12 feet. So I had to clean that up for about 20 minutes. And I will have to tell you, that was not as bad as watching that fiery 
dumpster fire of a game last night. Like yet again, TD Garden was like the biggest funeral home that you could ever, you know, ever find. It, I can respect that, Joe. I like the funeral home reference. Oh, the, oh, oh! I've called it the funeral home for the last few years. I mean, I, I don't know how many. They, what? How many uh, people does uh, TD Garden hold? I'm trying to remember now. I think it's like close to seventeen. Yeah, seventeen corpses. Seven, seventeen thousand yeah. corpses. That's exactly what goes on there. Like, you know what really drives me nuts? And I, maybe I'm a crass old son of a son of a gun. But I, I so I have my Twitter during the game. I got my Twitter feed going because you know you guys, you know me. I'm a, you know I'm an absolute whack job when it comes to Twitter and me putting stuff out there. Uh, all these people at the games, it's almost become like a Red Sox game now because all these people at the games taking selfies. Oh God, what a great time at the game! Your team is sucking in front of your eyes, sucking, and you're all like, Oh my God, look at yeah, me! Yeah, but don't, don't forget they get the, don't forget though they like to show the you know Renee Rancourt singing Christmas carols. Though. Christmas, Renee, you know, well Renee's like you know he's a staple, whatever. Be a little cookie with him, but every, all these people going to the games like, Wee, I'm at the Bruins game, we'll show my friends, yeah. God, it's like a Red Sox game. Like it's just a social event now. Like no one gives a rat's. Excuse me, guys. I'm going to use this word "ass" about the game, about the team. It's okay. Ass isn't illegal anymore. People say it oh, all the time. Yeah, I've heard that on the radio. You know, try listen to "Touch a Rich in the Morning." My son in the car is not a good idea. I've learned. Uh, but anyway, um, it should, I just you know, home, like Mike, we talked about. They've two years ago, believe it or not, uh, they weren't that bad at home. Last year they were terrible. This year, they're terrible again, as you mentioned, 8-9. The thing that drives me nuts, as we've all said, they go in and beat Montreal. They play, they come back, put a great effort in, you know, against Pittsburgh. Then they come home and completely soil their pants against the likes of, as you said, Colorado, Calgary. Uh, you know, uh, who am I missing out of this? Toronto. Uh, Toronto and, and, the, and the Islanders. I mean, I, I, you almost seriously, like, predict what's going to happen with this team now. So if you can predict what's going to happen with this team now, like, for instance, when they – Calgary, when they tied that game up, I was up in North Conway. On, what was that? That was Thanksgiving weekend. And I knew they were going to let up a goal right after. I literally was laughing by myself, which is pretty strange. By myself, laughing in a room because I knew they were going to let that goal. You just knew it. You knew they were going to play like crap against the Islanders. I predicted this last week, didn't I, Mike? Yes, you um, did. You, you predicted. You said that they would beat the Kings, which they did, and they would lose the Islanders, which they did, because that's what happens with this Bruins team. They suck against teams they should beat, and that's they've been doing this all year. They give the Islanders a two nothing lead the first six minutes into the game. I mean, Tukaras was not very good last night, so I'm not gonna. Yeah. I mean, and, and Joe, see what we can do here. We can admit when Tukaras plays bad, unlike when uh, when uh, their other sacred players don't play well, that they they don't admit it. Like when Tuka's playing well, they they don't they still say he sucks, but. That's besides the point. Rask was not very good, but no. Rask should be able to have a you know an okay or a, a bad game once right. in a while, and it's, and the team should be able to help help bail him out. But as Claude said, his team wasn't ready. Oh, good to know, Coach. Way to get your team fired up, ready to go for a, another home game. So you know your fans that you, you you supposedly should play well in front of, and how the Bruins have one of the more higher ticket prices in the in the NHL mm. that the Bruins can't can't win at because you know it's the second year in a row that they've have sucked at home. I mean, should I even pick them to win another home game the rest of the year? I might as well not because they don't care. Why should I care? Happy trails, handsome Ralph. It's all over. You, I don't know if you guys remember that handsome Ralph thing. It was from Touch and Rich. That's, uh, so they asked a, a woman about three or four years ago who's the coach of the Bruins, and she said handsome Ralph. So that just tells you about some of the people that go to the games. Um, 
you know, Claude, you know, people say, hey, you know, who's going to replace him? Well, let's make a change, guys. It doesn't matter who's going to replace him. Mickey Mouse, Renee Rancord. How about get the girl who does the Nesson thing? I'd rather see her behind the bench because she's pretty. Let's get her back there. Let's do anybody. Let's get Mike Keenan back. Why not? He was great. Who's the guy that looked like Hitler? Dave Lewis, let's get him going. Let's get him back. Why not? I mean, what does it, does it, I mean, the perfect example I always bring up is Pittsburgh. Last year, they needed a kick in the ass. And what do they do? They fired their coach. They won the cup. And this year, they're one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. And what do you know what people do? What do you know what people do? They fire their coaches. It's such a simple concept, but yet they won't do it. Look at the Florida Panthers. I mean, they're, they, I mean, they're, they're coming back around a little bit, but they fired their coach. They got a nice little spark there. I mean – this is uh, Joe Haggerty was even talking about, you know, Claude Julien maybe getting the gate. And it's something to consider because the Bruins haven't been playing well since in three years. This is the second year they're in a row that they're not playing on home ice. And, you know, uh, Joe Haggerty and Joe Murphy were having a nice little debate. I mean, Jimmy Murphy were having a nice little debate about, uh, like, the sacred Claudes. I think Jimmy Murphy's a sacred Claude, to be honest. Uh, talks about, oh, like, let's change – Let's do a, make a trade and change it up. Like, trade someone big, like Krejci or, or Chara. The Bruins have already made big trades in there mm. before. They've traded Sagan. Mm. They've traded Boychuk. They've Joe traded Lucic. They've traded Dougie Hamilton. They've made Joe Thornton, as you said. They've made big trades before, and it hasn't given this team a spark. I'm sorry. All those trades have been recent. All those trades <laughs> haven't, wor- haven't worked out pretty much. And it doesn't matter. And, like, Joe, as you said earlier, they don't have much value. But you got to keep in mind too. The draft class was horrific, and you know, you know, minus uh, Pasternak lately. Malcolm Subban, disaster. Zach Hamill, disaster. Joe Colburn's been on like eighteen teams already. He's a disaster. So it's like a perfect storm of just garbage and cesspool that this team has become because of all the mismanagement. They hit the perfect storm. The team got some lucky bounces. They had a good bunch of guys that were very tight knit, and they won that cup. Okay, then in twelve, you know. They had the uh, hangover, right? And the 13 was a shortened season. They had the miracle against Toronto, and then they come and they blew doors until they got to the final, which they could have easily won that final. Let's, let's call it, they were not dominated by the Blackhawks. Let's call a spade a spade. They had some Chris Kelly missed open nets, and they had a complete meltdown in the sixth game. So they could have won that series easily. Um, and I believe, what, a uh, couple games with the OT and everything. So let's call that. And 14, they were juggernaut, and then they completely – just flatline game six and seven, and game seven at home. They weren't ready. Home. They got Montreal scored in the first minute. Oh, but Claude Julien, who didn't get his team ready to play in game seven, figures. That was one of the worst. Besides that auto game last year, probably one of the worst performances I've ever seen. Oh, well, sorry. Let me look. Oh, the word classic. Let me not forget that. Oh, God. I was there for that horrible display. Um, but that just tells you his team is it, yet again. He, you know, Claude, my team isn't ready to play. So he's not, they're not ready to play in the playoffs. They're not ready to play marquee games like the uh, Winter Classic. And they're not ready to play against the New York Islanders. Your toes, bro. It's over. Yeah, I don't understand what the and it's the sacred sacred clubs, you know, Joe. The sacred like they, they call they call you a uh, the, a Tuka. Wait, Tuka I'm a Tuka binky lover. Yeah, but and the, but the, they, yeah, the sacred clothes just never get anything, no. anything said bad about them. Here, no. you know, I, I look at it this way, and um, you know, I'm beginning to change my tune on Tuka Rask because the Bruins are beginning to leave Tuka out to dry. So Tuka had a bad game last night. So what? The Bruins still didn't step up. It's on the team too. Can't place it just on him. And I do place a lot of that on Claude as a coach. 
I do too. And then, uh, speaking of Rask, and I mean, oh, Rask had a bad game last night. But if it wasn't for Rask and Pashnik, who's missed the past few games due to an injury, uh, unfortunately, because he's been there all offense, Rask and Pashnik have led this team to majority of their wins. Without Gentlemen. Rask and Pashnik, they wouldn't even be in the situation they're in. If the Bruins Rask. only have the Bruins only have one win without Rask and Net. People, I don't think people realize that or not. Without these two guys, uh, the Bruins are the New York Islanders. You know, oh yeah, I, I agree. Like, yep, they're 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 gonna they would be close to the ball. The, the thing that really sucks right now is that, as we all talked about, Florida, Tampa, and Detroit were definitely meandering and just taking all water. And this is when the Bruins could have put some distance between themselves and them and had a nice little cushion. But no, what do they do? What do they? What two and six in the last eight? They absolutely, yet again, crap in their pants. They're doing it a little earlier than the last few years when they did it at the you know the worst moments in March and April. But this is who this team is. Everybody gets all, we beat Montreal, we played Pittsburgh tough. And then, then what happens is those, that momentum you gained, you completely crap it all away. This is what this team, they said, I think the Bruins have not won more than three and they have not lost more than three. So That's, is, that's mediocre as best. This, this is exactly, you know what's scary? The mediocre... And Tuka, and they have a top three goalie and a, and a top three goal scorer in the league, and they're mediocre. If they didn't have those guys, they're cellar dwellers. Bottom they're of the porked. back. Absolutely porked. Uh, just for just uh, for people that people don't think that I'm, you know, just that they they they, they that, excuse me that they suck on the road. I mean, suck at home so much. Is that I just looked up their uh, away record too. So at home, as I said, they're eight and nine. Uh, in 17 games played, obviously. Uh, away, they're 9-5-3. and three. Which is 9-8. Nine, 9-8, nine, eight, yeah. But, I mean, think about it. They play tougher on the road because they have at least three points in overtime. There's three yeah. overtime losses. And if the Bruins just, you know, had a 9-5 and five record at home, as they did on 9-5-3, and three, I should say, as they had at home, on, as they do on the road, you know how many more points they'd be up right now? And we wouldn't be worried about Tampa Bay catching them or Florida catching them because they would be so far ahead of everyone else. And, uh, Joe, like you said last week, the Metropolitan Division is no joke. Nope. No no joke is that Metropolitan Division. Kelly, Columbus, Rangers, Pittsburgh, my God, Washington, hello. Just juggernauts. Absolute juggernauts. So, like you said, they're going to have to come in third place to win the to, – I mean, to make the playoff spot. And they gave away eight points to the likes of the New York Islanders, the, Tampa, um, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Colorado Avalanche and the Calgary Flames. Oh, you get you get all the people like too. I know these were good teams, but they blew that Minnesota game and the, and the Montreal game the last minute. So they should have had two more points there too. So sorry, Jason. As I as I sit here, yawning, it's okay. Um, if you want to uh, add sorry. to it, just looking at the standings, Tampa and Florida are hot on the Bruins' tails. The Bruins cannot afford to have a slide right now. The Bruins have no choice. They have to beat Florida. And yes, you know what? We could talk about the entire matchup thing, and you could talk about the fact that they played the Kings in one, which the Kings have been struggling anyway. And should we call that a good win? But what no. is it with the Bruins playing back and forth? They're a road team, and they're the same team as they were last year. It's the same Jekyll and Hyde mindset. They're the Jekylls on the road to the Hydes at home. And... Why would fans want to spend their money for the Bruins to consistently lose at home and not show up? And literally, it just feels like they don't care. 
Well, well, Jason, I told you the people that are going to these games, you know, a large amount of them are the happy, ooh, selfie time. Ooh, let's go to the game and just, you know, go and get hammered. They don't care. It's just like. I'm going to become one of those. What's that? I'm going to become one of those. Uh, please don't. <laughs> I'm going to help you. Uh, I would, trust me. No. This council you can go to not to be a, a drunk selfie taker. I mean, come on. I don't drink, so it would just be a selfie taker. But I'm All just right, kidding. Right. All right, you need to stop it. You leave your selfie stick at home, Mr. Jason. I don't own one. We're good. <laughs> you, know, my, you know what my selfie stick is? It's called my arm. There you go. <laughs> because, anyway, getting, um, getting back on track here, guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> is that this, the Bruins team is just mediocre, as you said. They haven't won more than three. haven't lost more than three. They can't play at home. The, the coach says their team's not ready. But the one thing I do want to say about Claude, though, that I do give him credit is he did call out his, his, his skill guys, uh, the, the go-to guys, you know, the guys that should be stepping up but haven't been stepping up, uh, haven't, got, haven't been playing that well. And um, Joe, as, uh, if you want to pull up the roster, I think we can do a nice little, like, you can go through all the top guys and you can even go through the whole team and we can give a report card. Because- Let's do a report card. So this is a new um, give the grade to the Bs. And there aren't too many Bs on this report card. Let me tell you that right now. There's more Ds than Bs. We're going to be doing this. Yeah, they'd be lucky to get any Bs. Uh, We're going to be doing this monthly. So uh, you people out in the chat right now, get your uh, red pens ready for those people who remember the red pen. Uh, We're going to do rate time. Let's go. We need some kind of music or drum roll. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. We should black Betty or just have Renee do, uh, you know, uh, let us know. But anyway, so, uh, yeah. well, Chari. Uh, now we're back at school, guys. Let's rock. Chari's segment. Chari's hurt. Uh, so I, I think when I saw him, glimmers of what I've seen, you know, was good. Um, yeah, I would say C, incomplete or C right now. Bacchus, love the dude, but not impressing me too much right now. I'm thinking uh, C plus. You know, he he is perfect, I think, for Bacchus. Yeah, Belusky hurt. Incomplete. Yeah, Bergie, you know, you're a C plus, bro, because you. Yeah, I'm really... giving him a. I'm giving him a D plus. Oh, see, well, here's let me let me let me go back. So, just think about this. C plus for Bergeron is an F for anybody else. Okay, because he's that good still. He still does good things out there, but he's not producing. Point one. Yeah, and that and that's why I'm giving him a D plus. And I mean, I understand. That he's Bergeron and people like to give him the benefit of the doubt, but he's not producing right now, and neither is Krejci. And every time Bergeron and Krejci don't produce, everyone always gets on Krejci and says, "Well, Krejci didn't produce. Krejci's not doing this. Krejci's not doing that." Blah blah blah. And no one ever gives Bergeron any any criticism. And I understand why Bergeron's you know a heart and soul guy. He does whatever is asked of him. I get it. I understand. I love Bergeron too. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but up to this point of the season, I'm giving Bergeron a D plus, and I'm giving Krejci a D. I don't think Krejci's been that good either, so it's not like I'm rating Krejci better than Bergeron just because. I'm actually rating Krejci below him, but I think both. I think Bergeron deserves a D plus, and I think Krejci deserves a D. I'll give you two words about Bergeron: punctured lung. Okay, uh, we'll move on. Uh, that's why he had. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, that's one of those things when someone you hear all the injuries he had during that Cup final. You really can't do anything wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, I understand. No, I know I what you're saying. I get it. I get it. I, I get know what you're it. He hasn't played well. Agreed. Uh, Anton Bleedy. <laughs> Don't we just? I believe they call Anton Bly, but you can call him Bleedy. I, know, I, I like you that here. better. I got, I got you here with the with the actual pronunciation of the names. I think he deserves uh-huh. an incomplete for now because he hasn't played that many games. But scored a goal. I liked what I've seen from him so far. You know, he's from Sweden. He's cool. 
He's young. Uh, Another young player who's played with a lot of fire. Mr. Zarnik, uh, I like what he's been doing so far. I think he's been good. Uh, I would give I'm him. Give Zarnik a B minus. Yeah, I was I'm just gonna see you. God, from my ears to God's lips, I was just gonna say that B minus. And then we come to <laughs> the dunce of the class, Jimmy Hayes. Uh, I saw someone uh, mention this. I give him a U Jeff. Not a little F. A U Jeff. I'm gonna let you take this one, Joe. You can take this one all by yourself. Jimmy Hayes, you I don't care. You scored a goal. For once, you decide to use your big totem pole body and get in front of the damn goalie. I want to give you a, I want to give you a Bruins beak off clap for that. Thank God you did something right, and you got an assist the other day. I, is he? I, I'm sorry, gentlemen. Is Jimmy Hayes on a two point scoring streak? He is. Maybe. Scoring streak. Yes. I'm sorry. He is. Guys, get ready. He's gonna have more points than Pastrana. You just wait. You just wait. All right, let's go back to uh, reality. Uh, Crouchy, exactly. He's been not good. Brad Marshawn, I think I think in low B, high C because he's tailed off considerably. Um, yeah, I would give Marshawn a B minus to be honest. That, just me personally, I think Marshawn's been okay since the start of the year. He came out gangbusters and was out of control. But like you said, Joe, he's tailed off, so I give him I give him a B minus. Yeah, definitely. What do you think, Chase? <laughs> what are we talking about? I lost oh, track. I, know. I don't have time for you not paying attention. I'm just, I'm just messing with you guys. I know who we're talking about, and I give him oh. a B plus. Did you not mess around with the old person? Come on. Yes, I, I am. Uh, Dominic Moore, I would give him. I'm giving him a low B because he's definitely exceeded expectations for me. I'd I give Dominic Moore a B plus. Yeah, he's tailed off a little bit, but he's still. A I'm giving him. A, I'm giving him a solid, solid B. He's a great. Yes, ball he's, guy. yes, he's solid tailed B. off a little bit, but he still has that fight. Riley Nash. He scored last game, but I'm pleasantly surprised with Dominic every time. D. Riley Nash is – I hate Riley Nash, so Riley Nash gets a D in my book. Yeah, he's not that great. I think uh, for me, a low C. Uh, David Pasternak, we don't need to discuss. I'll go with – I'm, I'm going to disagree with you guys. I'm going to give David Pasternak an A-. minus. You are – What? A mean human being. What else does he need to do for you, Jason? Well, no, actually, he's been – He's been, he's been it, borderline it, perfect minus a couple of uh, injuries that could linger. But other than that – Injuries. When he's played, he's been nailed. He's, he's been perfect. Twenty six percent of the Bruins' goals. Good numbers. Hey, you gotta have somebody disagree. Jason, Call me crazy, yeah, right? Yeah, is but this gonna be like, is this you gonna can't be disagree right? with him? Is this gonna be like wrestling? You're gonna be the heel. I mean, are you gonna be the guy that no one likes? Because uh, come on, the guy's A plus plus. Oh come on, you gotta have some fun with it. Uh, all right, well, okay, all right. I mean, you, you had me a hello. No, and, 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 all jokes aside, no, I'm just trying to be. I'm just trying to get you guys going. I, 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 I personally agree. I think he's an A. I just had to mess with you guys a little bit. Come on, sniffing the sniffing the glue or something. Um, Schaller, I like. I think he's been a pleasant surprise. Like what he's brought. He's from New Hampshire, so that's also good. So I, I give him probably a low B. I think he's been pretty good. Yeah, low B is good. Uh, Ryan Spooner, D plus, D minus. Yep, he's in just the D, D range. D for disgusting and downright horrible. Uh, Frankie V hasn't really played. And then let's get to the defense. Oh, yeah, here we go. Here comes the, the great part of the show. Uh, here the, comes Kyle, the sun. I mean, Kyle, fun. I think we've discussed, but I gave an A because uh, for a rookie, maybe high, but considering the minutes he's played, considering that he has not made too many errors as a rookie, and he's basically rejuvenated Chara, if you think about it. I think uh, so too, but I'm going to give him a B plus. And I understand that I understand why you're giving him A's. I do. I'm not taking anything away from Carlo. I just think he makes 
I makes a few mistakes sometimes. I mean, he's a rookie. He's going to do that. I don't think he's been perfect, so that's why I'm giving him a B plus. I like what Carlos brought to the table. I love what he's doing with Chara. I just, I, me personally, I can't give Carlo an A. So you basically just pulled a Jason because we just gave the Pasternak of the defense. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't consider Carlo the Pasternak of the defense. That's I, mean, I think Carlo has been great. Don't get me wrong. I think he's well, been like, well, a good part of the defense. But, I, I, I mean, Pasternak's just been playing lights out all season long. Carlo still makes a few mistakes. I'm not, I'm not saying he's playing bad. I'm just, I just can't no. give Carlo an A. Let me, have, let me give you reasoning behind what I just said. Because Pasternak's sole, you know, uh, responsibility, what we want him to bring to the ice is goals, yeah? And then Carlo, we want him, he's, a, he's never an offensive defenseman anyway. So he's a stay-at-home defenseman, big kid, you know, you know, fighting some battles in front. I think he's done that and beyond. Um, so that's why I made that Pasternak reference and also be a smartass, which I can now say on the radio. Um, I decided to bring my alter ego, Jeff, for the rest of the show. <laughs> Jeff, that was awesome. <coughs> Don't mind me. I, you know, coughing up hairballs from the Bruins game last night. Um, so, Chara. <coughs> oh, hello. Chara's been, uh, Chara's been good. I think he's been uh, rejuvenated with Carlo because he's got to keep up with him if you think about it. Uh, I think he's been a B. Yep, fair enough for me. I mean, last couple of years, uh, he was born line D because he was just D for downright to them. Tory Krug. Tory Krug wow. is literally a D minus. I mean, D minus. Since he was brought up in 13, I think he's basically gone backwards every year. I don't know. Uh, what year was he? I'm trying. Let's go over his uh, career with me a little bit, guys. You can help me out. So 13, when he came up for that cup run, you know, he's lights out in the playoffs and all that. How did he do in 14 and 15? Uh, 14, he played pretty well. That was the year with Jerome McGinnis, and then he started tailing off. All right, because... Yeah, that, was, right. when the, you know, that was when the Bruins were, were a wagon that year. Remember you brought that up when they won the President's Trophy? Oh, and you know why? Good. That was because Tory Krug was playing as, like, the sixth D-man instead of playing as the yeah, well, that, second okay. D-man. He's out of, not so much out of position, but out of, like, responsibility. So, yeah. let me... I just want to bring that up with him, if you don't mind, because I just want to see how much he's tailed off, because it's downright falling. So no, he t- his... He's tailed off immensely. He played really well the year of Jerome McGinley, and then he's just tailed off. It's yeah. been in the last, really, the second half of the year with McGinley forward. All right, well, you had 13-14. He had 14 goals, 48 points. Okay, played 79 games. He was a plus 18. The following year, 14-15, he had 39 points, almost the same, almost a complete carbon copy. He was a plus 12. Last year, he was four. He had four goals, so he dropped off eight goals. He had 44. He's a plus nine. This year, one goal, 13 assists, and he's a minus five. The minus five part is the worst part of all the statistics. Plus, yeah, I mean, it's, bru- it's brutal. I think Corey Kruger sucked this year, to be honest. I think he deserves. I don't think he's been very good. The only game that I've noticed Tory Krug played really pretty well was the comeback against the Flyers. Yeah, that third period he played well. But ever since that, I Tory Krug's not played well at all. And I think he question. deserves a D. I think so, yeah, I'm thinking D. Disappointment. Question on Tory Krug. Is he one of the players that the Bruins could still should should not could should they trade him? I think they could Does look, he still bring value? Good. Yeah, I think he would to some team that I think Tory Krug would be better off with a with the playoff decor that plays like 
not as a shutdown guy and plays just as an offensive specialist because that's what he was when he first came up with the Bruins in 13 that cup run and 14 the year after when they won the President's Trophy. Tory Krug was looked at to be the offensive spark to their D, not to be playing 25 minutes a night, shut down D, because he can't do it. He's too small. He's not strong enough. I know he plays hard and he competes, but he's just not good enough to do it. But you get five a year? Yeah, he's he's the most overpaid defenseman. But who's gonna but who's gonna trade yeah. take on who's gonna trade for him and take that contract? Number. I think you'd be surprised. Okay, well, I because mean, just I because, just because the teams are always looking for like offense from the from the back end, so I think yeah. someone would take him. I just don't know. Obviously, I don't That's don't have any. Said. Yes. <laughs> oh God, are you kidding me, Joe? You beat me to it. Not fair. I'm tired, man. I've been sick for two days, and I'm, I'm, you know we're on, we're doing our uh, Bruins beat marathon tonight. Uh, so, uh, John Michael, my voice is probably going to give out anyway, which probably makes half the Western world happy. Uh, John Michael Lyles. Yeah. Incomplete. Like a, yeah. Adam McQuaid. You, Jeff. You, Jeff. No, I give him an F, bro. That's fine. Bring, give him one. I'm, I'm fine bring, with it. He don't bring nothing to the table. Like, when he, in 11, when he actually played a full season, in 12 and 13, you know, he, got, he had some grit, had some fighting going on. Now he's just like a penalty waiting to happen and just for the other team to score on the power play. He's terrible. Kevin Miller and him last night, like, ran into each other, fell on the ground. And it was just like, is this really happening? And what's, what's scary is what their top eight defense, aren't they? Still? Yep. It's just, it's just, it's maddening. It's absolutely, so I give him, a, like someone said in the chat earlier, with Jimmy Hayes, you, Jeff. Yep, um, and Kevin Miller. Yeah, Kevin Miller, together they get a you, Jeff, times two. And yeah, Colin they Miller. call Miller as a D, nothing. Yeah, D. And then uh, we got Mr. Uh, Morrow, incomplete. And then we got our goalies. Tuka's an A. Adobin, you, Jeff. F. F. I want McIntyre. I vote McIntyre. I vote McIntyre. Bring back McIntyre. Do I have to say it again? Bring him up. I don't know why you would bring him up. Because at least you could develop him. And if he's going to go in there and lose just like Adobin every night, well, you got to lose. At least you're developing a good kid. I don't know. I don't seriously. All right, let's grade the management. We're gonna go with first Claude. I'm gonna give you a D minus minus, which is nat plus. A, no, D, a, a D minus minus. Is that what you said? Yeah, which equals an nat plus. I'm gonna give him a D. I'll, I'll give him a D. D for uh, door. There it is. I'm gonna give Claude a C minus. All right, Jason, what do you give him? Um, as I'm sitting here thinking, as much as I want to see Claude get fired, and I do, I mean, if I'm going to be realistic, the Bruins wouldn't be where they are without him. So, I'm going to, oh, God, I'm going to go with a C minus, close to C. I'm going to give him a C minus just because the Bruins are hanging on to the last playoff spot. And they're doing better than I thought. But he's starting to slide down on the report card, especially if he keeps saying that his team's not ready to play. As the coach, you should be, you know, getting them ready to play. So he is uh, C-minus right now, but he's not looking too good on the C-minus range. He could be sliding down uh, very, very shortly. I'm going to give Don Sweeney and Neely probably a D-plus because I know Don Sweeney inherited the pile of crap called Peter Shirelli's uh, legacy. But he hasn't done a whole lot like – He's the guy, him and Neil are the guys going to say, let's fire Claude. They haven't done anything. They, you know, making a trade, like they're all pissed off now because their talent is sprinkled through the league because you can't assess your own friggin' talent and you got rid of Sagan because he wanted to go out and hang out and drink and party. 
Oh, well, so did Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane beat the crap out of our taxi driver, and he's one of the best players in the league. You look past that stuff sometimes, and you do this. But, you know, those guys, Cam Neely, a player A-plus, as an executive, you're, dude, not doing a good job. Okay. I'm going to let you go next, Mike, then I'll go. Yeah, I'm going to say the same thing. I think they don't deserve any credit for anything that the Bruins did. I mean, this team's not very good. They're average at best. They said they wanted to improve the decor, and by improving the decor, all they did was sign Kevin Miller, sign John Michael Lyles, and they let Seidenberg walk. They bought him out, who I think is actually playing pretty well this year for the Islanders, and the Bruins saw that last night with Seidenberg playing pretty decently well last night. Um, those are the only moves they made on defense. They said they want to make these big teams on defense. They want to get they want to get faster. They want to get younger. If they want to get faster, they want to get younger. Why do you have Kevin Kevin Miller and Adam McQuaid on the same decor who literally do nothing? And just an interesting stat for you guys about the whole defense in general, the whole defensive core. You know the Bruins are last in the league at with points from defensemen? Defensive points, the Bruins are last in the league. Their defense does not help the offense. They do not contribute two points. They don't score any goals. The Bruins are dead last with defensive points in the whole entire NHL. Oh, we're that talking is not points. good enough. Points, not just yes, goals. Points. Oh, points. They don't even contribute to the offense, the defense. They're the last in the NHL from defense with, de- with defensive points. What's really, what's really scary, you know, scary and sad is Tory Krug and Colin Miller are supposed to be those offensive guys, and they're not. That's scary. Nope. And it's scary. Well, the, the, I think the scary part is too is that you have you have Char and you have Carlo as a shutdown pair, which is fine. But then they have McQueen and Miller, who they claim are supposed to be another shutdown pair. But why would you need those two guys? You already have I, a shutdown pair. I feel you, man. It just uh, they're not they're not doing what they're you know. Joe Morrow is supposed to bring a little spark too. He's got nothing. John Michael Lyles was supposed to be that guy. He's hurt. Can I throw it off my opinion for the uh, management? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to agree with Mike and Joe, you two both, for this reason. If the Bruins had brought in a new management and you were talking two years into a new management developing the plan, I think, in truth, it takes pretty close to four years to develop a plan in a game, or not really a game plan, but to develop a team when you're starting over. Um, And it takes patience to do that. But Sweeney's been in this organization for a while, so he should have an idea from the start. And therefore, I give Sweeney and Neely a lot less leniency. So I think that they failed based on that. Oh, whoa. Wow, an F. There you go, Jason. Bring the heat, baby. Bring the heat. Jason, don't. Jeff, I think that was Jeff Buckley. That was Jason. That was Jason. That wasn't the. That wasn't evil. That was Jason. That wasn't Jeff. That was Jason. Because Jason was all about optimism and bring up the youth and unicorns and cotton candy. I am, I am about that, but let's be realistic <laughs> here. It's not working, and they didn't make the necessary changes. They decided to try and stay the same, hope that they could build off of what they had rather than making the right moves and making the changes that they said they were going to make. And that's on Sweeney and Neely, and I think that should cost Sweeney and Neely their jobs. I think that Jacobs should clean house, and I think at that point it takes patience to rebuild a team. Now, the Jacobs aren't that way, so I think the Bruins are screwed for a long time. But in reality, and I was watching first take, and this this happens with a lot of football teams, it takes, in reality, a team with the right management core, that management core about four years to get that team where it needs to go, if it's going to go in the right direction. If you go by the blueprint that the uh, Blackhawks and Kings have done, 
is that they drafted well. So all these guys that they don't want to sign, free agent-wise or trade or whatever, they got got kids that can come in and take over. The Bruins do not have that because Shirelli's regime was very good at picking the worst players on the planet Earth because, as we talked about, Colburn, Hamill, Subban, like, holy God. I mean, you could miss worse than they missed. I mean, they just – and they picked these guys prior to some – I can't remember the exact drafts, but I know there were studs in the draft that they picked, they they did not pick. They passed over to get the Subans, the Colburns, and the Hamels of the world. And that's going to kill you in the future, just as you said, because those the, the when you miss on a first-round pick, that those things cause collateral damage. They're going to cause damage for a while. They, Absolutely. Lucky. They hit on Pasternak, what was he, 25? Yeah. Like 25th? So they hit because they had Gretzky's brother in there, who's now gone too. He hit. He definitely hit the uh, jackpot with that kid, and then Carlo too, right? Was Carlo the same draft? Uh, no, he was just. Um, he, he was. A, he was the one that they got from the Boychuk trade. To be honest, he was one of the second round picks using the Boychuk trade. Did we win that trade? Because we got Carlo now. No. Uh, the only trade we won is what trade was I talking about? We won. Ah, uh, which one was it? Was that Dougie Hamilton? Oh, yes, Dougie Hamilton, because he sucks. So at least we saw that he I, – I, even when Dougie Hamilton was here, I didn't think – I thought he had some offensive, you know, skills. But as a defenseman, I thought he was terrible. Yeah, he wasn't very – he was overrated. But um, we're getting back on track to the Bruins. We will be doing right. that – no, it's okay. Sometimes it's good to go a little bit uh, off, off script the there. But I yeah. like that, Joe. That was an awesome segment. Good idea on your part on the fly. Yeah, yeah we'll, a- we'll absolutely do that report card once a month. So um, – We'll, we'll definitely keep an eye on that. But the, the next thing I want to transition to quickly is Petrano um, and Pashnik obviously both skated today. And the one thing that really bothered me about last night's game, too, is that Petrano didn't play. The Bruins can't score goals. It's been pretty much unknown all season long. Petrano scored a goal per game in the AHL. And I'm not trying to say Frank Petrano is going to be the savior of this team. He's not. I understand he's not going to be, but... He's scoring a goal per game in the AHL, and the Bruins are having a tough time scoring goals. Why is he not in the lineup? He no played idea. a few games in Providence. Claude said he wasn't available during the, the skate yesterday. Like, why, why isn't he in there? And Pasternak's no. a different story because he was hurt. But, I mean, they, I mean, he said that they both could play the next game, but why, why call Petrano in the first place if you're not going to play him? Makes no sense. Because their goal is to, well, maybe their goal is to play him tomorrow. Yeah, I understand because that. Of that because of because of the holiday freeze, which took, just took effect. No, I understand the holiday freeze aspect of it, but you just wasted one of the games that he could have played in. So if he doesn't play tomorrow, and he doesn't and he doesn't play Friday, for example, that's already three games that he's not going to play in. So what the hell does it matter if you if you waited to call him up? Especially when you're starving for goals. And he scored in Providence, right? So the other, how many games did he play in Providence? Two? Two, yep. Back-to-back games, he scored a goal. One of them was an empty netter. Thus continuing his streak of 39 straight games in Providence with a goal. Uh, so he scored both goal in both games. Okay, so let's not have him play because we don't need him. Like, are you kidding? Like, what are we doing? Uh, guys, I don't know how many times this season, or actually the last two-plus seasons, that things that they do just make no sense. Like, you know, shootout lineups that they do, guys they put in. Some of the stuff, uh, it just blows my mind how dumb it is. I, I just, they are good at just doing stupid things. Oh, did we lose somebody else? 
I think we lost Mike, but you and I are still on. And back to your point, Joe, you're right. They are good at doing super, stupid things. They're very good at doing stupid things. So the only person who has not dropped off this uh, thing is me. So let's hopefully I won't. Lucky um, for me, I still got the recording going. This time we're good because I'm, oh, I'm yeah. I, I know, I know. I'm the major overhaul on all this because I had the recording. Hey, hey. <laughs> S-H-I-T happens. Right? Uh, it's, it's all good. So uh, where are we at at uh, recording, Mark? How long are we at here? We're at 40 minutes. We're going to, you know, I'm going to say, you know, with what we've done tonight, we've done a great job tonight. Mike, Joe, great show. Um, we're going to conclude it. You want to do predictions for the week quick? Yes, let's do the predictions. All right, let's do the predictions. In... All right, and one thing I know, you guys, when we get really big and famous, uh, you two need new computers. So let's just do that. I need a miracle. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's do that. But you guys have to. We're going to have uh, our predictions, okay? Uh, I'm going to go completely with my old uh, way of thinking uh, that, you know, good teams are going to beat or compete with and bad teams are going to suck. So here's the thing. They will go down to Florida and beat Florida. They will lose to Carolina. And then when we come back, they're going to probably beat Columbus because they own Columbus for some reason. I don't know why they do. It's so a I matchup thing, go, Joe. You got that You got that pretty well down. It's a matchup thing. Yeah, they thing. do. They own Columbus. I don't know why. So, And then we'll just do the first Buffalo game in case we get pushed back as the holidays, wherever. So the Buffalo game, I, I think they're going to lose that one. So I think they're going to be 2-2. Two two. You think they're going to be 2 you think they're going to be two and two? Correct. And also, we aren't going to wrap it up just yet. It looks like Max, Mike's going to be back in about two seconds. Um, so we'll we'll keep we'll add Mike back into this. But as I'm giving my predictions. Okay, give us your predictions, buddy. Um, I'm going to say because the Bruins are playing four straight games on the road, and you know how they are on the road. They're road warriors. Yeah, right. They're also playing a matchup game. Yep. You know, they match up well against Florida, except Florida's playing better. Carolina's supposed to be awful, but Carolina gave them a run for their money last time. Bad matchup for them for some reason, I don't know why. Yep, and Mike's back on, so I'm going to add Mike to this call. Right. And then, uh, so, so, what do you think about Columbus, Jason? you think they're going to, how are they going to play them? I think that the Bruins and Columbus is going to be a good matchup. Yep. And as I'm sitting here, I'm trying to add Mike back on while I'm doing this. So he's going to be back on in two seconds. Um, Mikey, with us? Yep, I'm back. Welcome back, dude. We'll just give predictions. I'm going to predict the Bruins go uh, 4-0. 4-0. Yet again, you're just just drinking that happy juice. Right. I'm unpredictable. It's okay. Uh, yes, you are. That's why we love you, Jeff. I mean, Jason. <laughs> you started this, Joe. Just to let you know Jeff. that. Uh, Jeff Buckley, whatever. Um, all right, Mike. So we're going to go the Florida, Carolina, Columbus, Buffalo. What is your prediction? They're all on the road. All on the road? Okay. Um, before I give my predictions, I wanted to get to this quickly before. Oh, you know, obviously, No, the internet gave out. I just wanted to just give some people the – some realization of why the Bruins are, why the Bruins suck pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we've been talking about, obviously, last year, their power play was good, and this year their power play sucks. Mm-hmm. Their power play is ranked 29th in the league. They're second last. Second last their power play is in the league. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Uh, let me talk about how the Bruins can't score. The funny thing about that is they have the third most shots per game in the league. 
But they're 25th in goals per game. They score as much as I did in high school. <laughs> and, and you know what's funny about that is they're 25th in goals, goals per game, and they're 8th in goals against. Funny, though, but Rass sucks, right? Yeah, 8th in goals against. Uh, and you want to know something else? They are dead last in goal percentage with the amount of shots they get. Dead well, Mike, last. Look at these shots. Dead how last. Many shots they can't the score. Corner, how many shots hit the goalie in the crest of the emblem? Their shots are not high quality. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Joe Haggerty mentioned it today. Uh, it was a great point. I mean, the Bruins had 50 shots last night, but did you feel like the Bruins had 50 shots last night? Because I certainly didn't. I, I took it. It felt like shots. they weren't getting in front of the net. I was drinking about 50 shots watching it. Absolutely. They just don't – this team <laughs> is just – they take all the shots from the outside. They don't have any drives in the middle of the net. And uh, another thing that I think Joe Haggerty mentioned that's pretty interesting too is he said the Bruins have too many centers. And I don't want to uh, yep. keep you guys too late tonight. We can delve into that topic next Double week because we'll, we'll hit that topic next week because I want to I want to do some research right. on that. But uh, they four games in the road: Panthers, Hurricanes, Blue Jackets, Sabers. The Bruins, knowing the Bruins, just how mediocre they are, they'll go two and two. Uh, they'll 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 beat Florida. They'll lose to Carolina because that's who the Bruins are. Uh, I think they'll beat the Blue Jackets. Uh, they'll beat the Blue Jackets and they're going to lose well, to the Sabers. They own the Blue Jackets. They own them. I mean, they kind of do own them. Hey, fed, as you mentioned, they ahead. beat them twice this year. They're funny. That, that, that was all I was going to say. They beat them twice. They got to go two yeah. and two. That's what the Bruins do. That's what I said, dude. Share the same brain, bro. Now, as much as I'm predicting four and zero, I'm predicting four and zero because there's jobs on the line too, and the Bruins tend to play better when coach jobs on the line. They tend to save his jobs, or so that's all the right. way I, I hear it in the media. So internally, I'm hoping to go zero and four just to fire oh, quote off the bat. Right, yeah, kind of me too. I'm not, not going to lie. <laughs> Hey, just would be funny. Sorry. Not good. Just it would be funny to go if they went on four. Now I'm just gonna plead with Joe Haggerty out there because uh, Joe, I've contacted you a bunch of times. We need you on the show, Joe Haggerty. Come on, buddy. We need Guys, you. also I should probably point out. I should probably point out. I've been talking to Jimmy Murphy again. I'm gonna try to get him back on the show too. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get. I'm sure we'll get Hags. We can get Hags. We'll get. We'll be able to get Jimmy Murphy, and we can bring our, back our good friend Mark too. Mark, yes, I have been know, in contact I, with Mark. We'll be bringing him back. Yeah, we. I think I was on Mark's podcast. Good time. I think we should have the uh, Bow Royale with ourselves, Mark's Mark's crew, and the Days of Your Guy. I think that would be a great. That would be, be a, a fun show. It'd be a Tuka Love Fest. It'd be crapping on Claude. I mean, it'd, just, it'd be it'd be, it'd be a beautiful thing. Oh, it'd be great. It'd be it'd be the, one of the most lovely things ever. But uh, that'll wrap up our show this week. We, um, We'll be back next week. You can follow all of us on Twitter. I'm at Mike Seta 22. He's at Jason Buckley 91, and Joe is at Big Bad Bruins 88. Uh, you can also follow our personal Twitter account at Bruins underscore Beat on Twitter, and you can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Right, Jason? Yes, you can find us on iTunes on Stitcher at Boston Bruins Beat Podcast. Also, you guys, Mike said our Twitter account. I will make sure I'm double checking my tweets this week. I apologize to the people who read a few of my tweets. I uh. I wasn't paying attention to my computer. Guilty as charged. Sorry, and, everyone uh, has a ba- everyone has a bad week. Anyway, I just so. want to wish uh, everyone out there Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever else you celebrate, and uh, enjoy your time with your families. And we want to thank you guys for uh, being part of our show and supporting us. 
Absolutely. Have definitely happy holidays from all of us here at Bruins Beat and for C- from CONS Radio. Uh, we hope you have a good one. Everyone stay and safe. If you're, drink- if you're drinking, please just don't drink and drive. Don't yeah, pull. Don't don't pull. Don't pull up Michael Floyd. Oh God! At least, oh God! Wake up at least. Uh, thanks, Blue Apron, and thanks, Nick also. And Joe, you beat me to it. BlueApron.com slash Bruins Beat. It's great stuff. Check it out, and uh, we'll be back next week. Go Bruins! Happy holidays, bros. Go Bruins!